Hi, I'm Shona. And I'm Craig. And this is London by Lockdown, a travel podcast about falling in love with the new city in strange times, remaining curious and open, enjoying everyday discoveries and making it work. It's almost mid-May and seven weeks ago, on the first day of lockdown, we moved across town to a part of south-east London we'd never been. If you're sick of being stuck inside... I'm not. Yes, I am. (laughs) Come and get to know our new neighbourhood with us. Everything we look at today is 15 minutes walk from our home. Welcome to episode four of London by Lockdown, exploring New Cross. I'll have a half, please, boss, and change for the jukebox. Living the life in New Cross. Watch us shake it, shake it, shake it. That's the Sainsbury's and that's New Crossgate Station and I think that one's named after a toll gate. I love calling it a toll, like a gate when the gate is long gone. Caribbean takeaway. That looks really good, we should check that out. Maybe we should do that for my birthday. It's really busy, it's busier than I think I've ever seen this road. Where's the library? Just there, next to the Iceland. Oh, here's the bookshop. This is the word bookshop. A poster of J. Bernard Serge is in the window as part of the Deptford Literature Festival. Oh, and this is the, the New Cross like, house, which I guess is a pub. They've boarded it up. Someone's graffitied a big rainbow and then it has stay safe at the end. But then you should check out this. Isn't that awesome? Someone's done a mural and there's someone on an IV, three medical staff, and they're all people of colour. And what I was reading about was that a lot of immigration after World War II, they were really important in like maintaining the National Health Service. And I think that's still happening today. There's a lot of, you know, disproportionately it's people of colour who are actually, you know, keeping everyone healthy and safe. What's down there? You said there's something down there? Deptford Green, which I really like. It's a little park. It's just really friendly. Just a heads up, the next five minutes or so is really powerful, but it gets a bit heavy. So if that's not where your head's at, uh, we've got some cool stuff in the show notes to entertain you. I think we crossed down here. To get to... 439. Okay. It's on the blue path. So a uh, new crossfire took place at this site on January 18, 1981, claiming the lives of 14 young people. I can imagine what it must be like just living in this community and walking past that every day. As we walk past massacre sites, we just don't know about them. Yeah, I first heard about the fire before moving here back in 2019 when I recorded London poet Jay Bernard performing at the Queensland Poetry Festival in Mianjin, Brisbane. I actually remember you calling me straight away and saying, I saw this amazing poet. You have to buy the book. Or did I just text you? No, like you straight called. away. I no, called you, you straight away. Me. Oh, yep, that was very, very specific. In January 1981, a birthday party was happening in a place called Lewisham, southeast of the city. And in the very early hours of the morning, a fire broke out. And nobody really knows how it happened or what happened or whether it was intentional or whether it was accidental. It's one of those things that has been kind of lost to history. But what we do know is that the uh, aftermath of it all was a very clear indication of the total indifference of the government, state and the media to black lives. And while I was researching this, Grenfell happened and it was almost as though reading about the New Cross fire had been a kind of training ground to understanding what was happening. Because here again, we saw an example of how little certain lives mean to the state. 
the officer said. Oh, it's very common for culprits to go missing. And I said, my son isn't a culprit, and how dare he imply it? And one of the officers stood up by the window and he looked out. He didn't want to look us full in the eye. He made it clear. He made it clear from the moment he set foot in the house, the moment he set foot, what he thought of us. And when they came back a few days later, I think the Tuesday, I think it was the Tuesday, he said, what were you wearing on the night of the fire? I said, probably your new trousers. He said, yellow shirt? I said, yes. He said, brown shoes? I said, yes. And he took some items from a plastic bag. He took your things from a plastic bag and he says, does this look like it? Does this look like it belongs to you? I said, yes. And he says, this key, does it look like it, does it, look like it was yours? Does this look like your key? I said, why don't we try it? And we struggled and it fit. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I said, what are you sorry for? I'm your father, your father, I want to see you. And he says, oh, we don't recommend that. And I said, I said, I, said, I am your father, your father, and I want to see you. And they took me down to a room, and on the table, there you were. No face, nothing to speak of. And I said, is this the body where you found the clothes? And he nodded. So I said, this must be him. This must be my son. You came, Dad. I've been lying here all night listening for you. And when I opened my eyes, everything was black, Dad. I'd only been at the party a few hours, and I didn't know about anything that had happened, Dad. And I felt somebody touching me, and I felt so stiff, and I'd never felt so stiff before. And I tried to say, it's me, it's me, it's me. But they were looking at me so strangely, Dad. Like he couldn't stand to look at me, couldn't stand the sight of me. Police always looked at me like that. And they wrapped me in a blanket and they rolled me over and they took the shirt from under me and they drove me here. Across the table there's bodies, Dad. Twisted, Dad. Like screaming branches of a tree, Dad. And all night I heard them saying, they, they were saying, and then you came. And I know you heard me, because here we are. Come back, and don't bury me. I can't stand it. I can barely stand it when the lights go out, and I'm here all night listening for you, Dad. I want to crawl between Mum and you in your bed in your sheets. That's the only kind of burying I want. In England, your race or your income are huge factors in how likely you are to die from COVID-19. Which is just horrendous. But it's also given us huge admiration for all the people who organise and protest and fight to make their communities a fair place for everyone. 
so that past injustices are not forgotten, but also not repeated. So we just wanted to share with you three cool actions in Newcross that we've heard about so far. In 2011, the Newcross Library was one of hundreds of libraries threatened with being shut down. In response, nationwide, there were read-ins, write-ins and shush-ins. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And that was to defend everyone's right to have access to books and resources. Now, at one point, here in Newcross, 15 people occupied the library overnight. So to save the library, the community took it over and made it volunteer-run. Which is very excellent. It is. Another really powerful thing we heard about was that in the last few years, students at Goldsmiths University, which is just up the road, have been protesting and rent striking about unaffordable university housing, in particular pointing out how this unjustly disadvantages low-income students. And today we're seeing a scaling up of tactics like these as groups like the London Renters Union are doing some amazing community organising across the city because people are having to make some really awful decisions like deciding between rent or food. And if you can't go to work, I mean, what are you meant to pay your rent with? They're not decisions anyone should have to make anyway. This is is one of my favourite things about this area. I love this little mural. It's the Battle of Lewisham. There's this awesome piece of public art. It's got a whole bunch of images from that time. So you've got the poster of all Lewisham campaign against racism and fascism. A whole bunch of people protesting, gathering, chanting. It's a really diverse group of people, a whole community of people coming together. And it has been created using the key people, places and groups involved. Briefly, on the morning of August 13, 1977, the National Front assembled under the pretense of demonstrating against street crime in order to march across Lewisham Borough. Thousands rallied against the racists and ultimately the community stopped the march. This was the first time a National Front protest march in the UK had been stopped. It's hard to imagine anything more impressive than being known for standing up to fascism and racism, really. We've also found out that there's some local community organising going on that isn't necessarily as serious, but still worthwhile in terms of bringing people together. And this is so awesome. Someone set up a local disco hour slash disco in furlough (laughs) from seven to eight on Thursday nights at the end of our street. And that's just before the clapping and recognition of all the key workers. The disco hours to celebrate any lives that we want to celebrate, which is lovely. Oh, but then someone decided they needed to, like, ratchet it up a notch. (laughs) Up to the ante. (laughs) And they've set up an entire Telegraph Hill digital radio station so that you can actually dance in your house as well. We hope you enjoyed exploring our neighbourhood with us. If you have any new cross stories, we'd love to hear them. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LBN by Lockdown or on Facebook at Craig's Audio Works. If you'd like to hear more about our old neighbourhood, check out the Waltham Stories podcast. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss any of our future adventures, any of them at all, any of them, you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Or if you're not so across this whole podcasting thing, you can also find us at soundcloud.com slash London by Lockdown. Thanks this week to Jay, Verdina and everyone who keeps the stories about SE14 alive. Links and resources available in the show notes. Music and interludes by Unregistered Master Builder, Kestra and Verdina Rose. And as a treat, here's Verdina's song Newcross. You can find her on Bandcamp or check out VerdinaRoseMusic.com. It's awesome. We hope you join us for our next adventure.
is another gastropub or city boy hub. London lives on. <laughs>